The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Uh, why am I here? Because <laughs> you love me. It's way too early to be doing this. But I do love you. That is true. I know. I wasn't waiting for a confirmation. <laughs> if only I had a chance. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> She's already taken. She's with Murphy. I am. <laughs> hey, do you see that? What's his name? Tom? That is Tom. <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll be Tom for today. Yeah. No, no, the guy from the union that was supported me last time. Oh yes, Tom. Uh, what, yeah, see. I'll think of it. Do you ever hear from him? I I left him. He's not there anymore. We'll talk about him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he was a he was a good guy. Good guy. And his sister. Yes. Troy. Yes. Troy. Yeah. Everybody do the Baba Paz at home. <laughs> I didn't hear you doing Baba Paz, Joyce. That's my, that's, my, that's, I'm, 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 that's it. I'm supporting DJ Borga. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> like that would ever happen, ever. Yeah. At this point. Come on, leave DJ alone. No. No, I won't. No. The most dishonest politician in this business. By far. All right, let's start the show. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan. You're at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, at Top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Boy, the, the ratings for last week's show with Maya Perry, that, that's doing pretty good. Yeah. I've been watching those numbers. are just doubling and tripling like every day. Yeah. And uh, boy, I'd love, to, I'd love to talk about it, but we just don't have time. Um, we've got a great show for you today. Now, listen, Tuesday is the election, November 2nd. Tuesday, uh, you know, this show is, is being taped early, but we're airing this on the Thursday before the election. I don't know what the date is. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but Tuesday is election day, and that means if you live in a city in Massachusetts, you are voting for your municipal officers. What does that mean? Your mayor, your city council, your school committee, and in some communities, you get to vote for things like library board of trustees or housing authority, things like that. Um, I just want to take a couple of minutes before we get to Joyce to uh, talk about the what what local elections are and what they mean. When uh, whenever you need something from your community, think about what your what services your community provides. They pick up your trash. Uh, if someone breaks into your house or steals your car, you call the police. If you get a fire, you call the fire department. Um, if there's a, a water main break, you've got a DPW crew that comes out and fixes it or paves a road in front of your house or fixes potholes. All of those things are being done by your local municipalities and being done with your tax money. The mayor of your community 
is in tra- is like the executive. Think of him as the president of your community. The mayor of your community is in charge of executing the laws that are passed by either the legislature or the city council. So he's in charge of your police department, your fire department, your DPW. He's in charge of, uh, well, not necessarily the school department because there's a superintendent, but he's chairman of the school committee in most communities. Um, and the mayor is in charge of running the day-to-day operations of your community. So if you have a problem and a pothole doesn't get fixed and you've called DPW six times, your next phone call should be either be to your city council, city councilor, but really your, your next call should be to the mayor, right? Because if you call the city council, then it becomes political. You want to call your local mayor, whether you're in Lawrence, Haverhill, Methuen, Lowell, wherever you live, if you're in a city – that's that's the chain of opera that's the chain of command if you have a problem with a police officer you go to the police chief but if you don't get any satisfaction from the police chief you go to the mayor because the police chief answers to the mayor so the mayor is the guy at the top of of the food chain of your local community and the police department the fire department the dpw all come underneath him and they all have department heads and those department heads are hired by the mayor but they need city council approval and that's the check and balances of local government so if the mayor of Lawrence wants to hire a new fire chief, he sends out, he, he's, he, he posts the job, he interviews people, whatever process he uses to get it down to one or two candidates, then when he picks the person that he wants, it goes before your city council. Now, what does your city council do? Your city council is in charge of budget, policy, and contracts. And they're also in charge of, uh, they're also responsible for um, approving or not approving department heads. So if a mayor wants to hire a police chief, a fire chief, a DPW director, um, some other minor, minor jobs like city, city clerk who runs um, your city election department and keeps all the documents for the town uh, in, in an orderly fashion, um, the mayor will hire the, the city clerk. Now, in some communities in Lawrence, the city clerk is hired by the city council. In, in, in Methuen, the city clerk and I think the city attorney are hired by the city council. Right, So there's, there's always an exception to every rule. So every rule that I give you, there's going to be some kind of an exception. Your city council is also in charge of budget and policy. So when, the, when the, the mayor puts together what his proposed spending budget is going to be in each of his departments for next year, that goes before the city council, and the city council gets to say, yes, we like this spending plan, or no, we don't like this spending plan, come back with something else. They may, want, they may want the mayor to cut $2 million out of his spending. They may say you're not spending enough. We don't think you're spending enough on police cars. We think you're spending too much on paper clips in the schools. So we want you to come back with a, with a better budget. And then once they approve it, that becomes, your, that becomes your city spending plan for the next year, the next fiscal year going forward. Fiscal year starts July 1st, and it runs through June 30th. 30, 31st, 30 days past September. But yeah, okay. Just, <laughs> just checking, going back to my school days, right? So that's basically how, your, your commu- how each community works. And by the way, we're losing our democracy at the local level. So few people vote in local elections, especially in primaries. And then you have communities like Methuen who don't have primaries sometimes um, because they, they want to protect all of their incumbents. But... Um, when you, so when you go to vote and you're voting for a city council, um, most city councils are broken up. You have uh, – in Lawrence, I know Lawrence and Methuen. I'm not sure how – I think Haverhill does it uh, all at large. But Lawrence and Methuen, you have three at-large city councilors. That means everybody in the town, everybody in the city gets to vote on those three councilors. And whoever gets the most votes of the top – let's say there's nine candidates. The top three will be on your city council, and they will be your councilors at-large. And then there are district councilors. 
So in Lawrence, there are six districts, and A through F, A, B, C, D, E, F, right? I want to make sure I got to count on my thing. I went to Lawrence <laughs> High School, so I'm not really that good at math. Um, uh, excuse- I so went to what, Lawrence High. It's a good school. Well, maybe, maybe, it was. maybe back before they invented in fire, it was a good school. But yeah. when I went, <laughs> they were good at some things, but math was not one of them. Um, and then you have your school committee. So your school committee, oh, well, let's, let's stick with city council for a second. So your city council approves the budget, but they also approve local ordinances. So, for example, if the cops come by and they say, hey, you're running your leaf blower, it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, the city ordinance says you can't be doing that until 9, they can give you a ticket for that because the city council created an ordinance, like a quality of life ordinance that says, for example, you can't use your leaf blower or you can't mow your lawn or use... Um, anything mechanical in your backyard until after 9 o'clock in the morning, for example. And that was like a big issue a couple of years ago with you guys in Methuen uh, with the leaf blowing, right? So, so what happens at the local level, your, your local community, you have the most control over, right? I mean, who you vote for for Senate, who you vote for for president doesn't really affect your life as much as the people you elect to run your local municipalities because let's face it, you guys are too busy living your day-to-day life. You guys are too busy going to work every day, trying to get the kids to school, helping them with their homework, paying the bills, all the things that you've got to do. And you don't have time really to like, you know, pay a lot of attention to all the politics behind what happens in local government, but at election time you need to. And if you don't, please don't vote, okay? If you don't understand what your city council does then please go online and educate yourself to what your city council does. But if you don't do that, please don't vote. I'm a big fan of voter suppression. I know that like that's not hip today. We're not supposed to say that in the world of politics. There's rules, but I'm, I'm not a politician, so I get to say these things. All right. If you're stupid and you don't know what the mayor does, please don't vote. If you don't know who any of the candidates are and you haven't looked into their background, please don't vote. In fact, go pull a ballot and don't vote for anybody and leave it all blank if, if you're not sure what you're doing. Because otherwise, you screw it up for the rest of us who do know what, our do- what, what we're doing. Your school committee now, in most communities, your school committee is in charge of the budget and the hiring and firing, the school budget and the hiring and firing of the superintendent and the assistant superintendent. And pretty much that's it. They can also pass school policies. And that's pretty much it. So it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a little bit unnerving for me observing what's been going on in Methuen lately. Uh, over the when I say lately, I mean over the last few years. Given the missing four million dollars, a superintendent that wasn't certified. Uh, by the way, we still don't know where the four million dollars went. I'm going to be talking to Joyce about that in a second. Um, but what, what's going on in Methuen in the schools is just a tragedy. And yet, in the last election, you had five people running for six jobs. So if you people aren't getting involved in your community, if the parents aren't getting involved in your schools, then your schools are going to continue to suck. And they continue to do stupid things like, you know, rally people against Donald Trump for Black Lives Matter, teaching kids that Donald Trump is a Nazi, instead of teaching math and science and history. They'll be teaching them all about global warming and transgender bathrooms, but they're not going to be teaching them how to add and subtract and do division the right way. So you've got to get involved, people. Please get involved. It's too late to run for office this year, but start thinking about it this year and educate yourself this year because two years from now, we might need you to step up and run for office. All right, um, election is Tuesday. Please make sure you vote if you know what you're doing. If you don't, go out and do the research. And if you're not going to do that, please don't vote. Um, We have in the studio with us um, Joyce Campignon. She's a former counselor in Methuen. She's a former school committee member in Methuen. And she is on the ballot to... 
she's running for at-large city council. So there are three incumbents, and we all know the rule of the rule of thumb in politics is ninety percent of ninety plus percent of the time incumbents get reelected. But since Joyce has been on the city council and the school committee more times than I can count, she's kind of running as an incumbent, so she's got a shot because everybody knows her name. Before we talk to politics, Joyce, <clears throat> your husband Stephen just passed away, and I, and and I want to give on behalf of myself paying attention, the entire Valley Patriot family. We had an end of this meeting last night. We talked about this. He was a hero veteran. And I, before we talk any politics at all, I want to – let's pull up Steve's picture. We got that there. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to talk. You, go, you were married for 57 years. 52. He, oh, I'm sorry, 50, 52 yeah. years. And he but just, we were together probably 57, so okay. thank you. All right. And I want to give you a chance to talk about Stephen. and he was his, a and wonderful his, person. His service to the community. Oh, great service to the community. He lost three of his uncles uh, in World War II in the Campagnon Common is named after them in mm-hmm. Lawrence. He was a wonderful person. He volunteered uh, basketball. He refereed basketball. He also did uh, little league uh, coaching and that. And he was just a, a great person mm-hmm. and uh, was always there to help. Was always there to lend a hand. It's funny because I used to go to I, I used to before COVID, right? Yes, I used to go to all these bean suppers and all these all these spaghetti suppers right. and all these fundraisers that you would run penny socials. And he was always there. Always. He was always there in the background. He was either cooking food in the back right. with you, serving food, and he was very happy to take a back seat when you were running for politics. I think it's hard for a lot of guys when their wives get into politics. That because get, as guys we're used to being the guys out front, right, right? Right. And so you would run, and he would be in the background. He would be. He was the sign person. Yeah, and he, but he didn't he want did. <laughs> he didn't want his name in the paper. He wasn't no. looking for anything. Never. And did, never seemed jealous of you either. He always was just so proud. Very of Very supportive. Very supportive and right. very proud of you. And so when he passed away last week, I shuddered because I thought, boy, I hope Joyce isn't going to drop out now because it's a tough thing after after fifty two years to lose. Someone. Yes. And, you know, I did say it, and uh, excuse me. That's okay. It's all good. And, and and he was a good guy. I mean, he, he he did a lot of stuff for the community. And whenever I ran into him, he was always happy. He was like yes. the happiest guy in the he world. He told me it wasn't good. You're not dropping, dropping out. He didn't want you to drop no. out. So... I'm sorry. I I'm, that, listen, that's a, listen. It, it, it's all it's all good. Now, tell me. We'll, we'll regroup and get back to that. Tell, no. tell, tell me what. Where did he serve? What was his service? Was he Army, Navy, uh, National Guard? He was the National yeah, Guard. Yeah. And did he yeah. serve during any war? Did he? No. He did. No, he did not. But he no. did a lot for the veterans. Like, yes, every time I went to the VFW, he was there because of the three uncles that did serve in the right, Army right. in World War Two. And they made a movie out of that. Yes. The. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. In fact, the night that that ran, that they were putting it together, all the TV stations came down to our house, and I had the clippings and all. You couldn't get down our street to Small Street, Cover Your Avenue, and Steve was refereeing a basketball game, and they had called Channel 7, 4, 5, 9, all of them, that they wanted to come down to interview him. And the poor guy, when he came home, he couldn't get down the street. All the TV stations <laughs> were there, and they wanted to. He didn't know what was happening because he wasn't there. Yeah, what's all what's all this fuss going yeah, on? And they came through, and they read like I I had the um, telegrams when 
as Steve's grandmother got telegrams about the boys being killed and mm-hmm. all that, and they were taking pictures. They were all over. I mean, the house was like just invaded with mm-hmm. the TV people, and I mean, it made us feel good, you know, because of Private Ryan. I know we know that wasn't about us, but it was a similar situation, right? Right. And it did hit home. Mm-hmm. It really did. So yeah. um, they took a real story, like Hollywood yes, always does, right? right? They changed yeah. it a little bit. Right. Um, but his three uncles uh, in world, were in World War Two, and all, right. and and th- there were f- there were four, or there were three. They was th- four. It was Steve's dad right, also? But, but three of them th- died. Three of them got killed, and they had to go in and find the fourth guy to make sure he didn't die and bring him home. Right, but and they fought. It was uh, I want to say Lane. Um, yeah. I think it was it was a Senate Congressman Lane oh, yeah, yeah. in that yeah. was part of the the uh, people that went. To bring Steve's dad home, mm-hmm. and they really uh, gave the family a hard time to to get him to come home. Mm-hmm. And, but that was the way it was. I mm-hmm. mean, he lost three brothers, and they had been together the night before. They all got you know deployed in their separate um, areas, and um, and then you know they never saw one another again. Right. But uh, but a great movie, and by the yes. way, great heroes. Yes. Right. Great heroes, your family. Yeah. So when he when he went into the hospital a couple of weeks ago, right. you were telling me off the air that you told him that because he was sick, you were going to drop out and take care of him. And what, right. did, and what did he say? No way. You're not dropping out. I'm telling you right now, you're in that race. <laughs> I can hear him win. saying. I can hear him saying it in the back of my head while you're talking. Yeah, you're in there. You went this far. You work hard, and you're staying in the race. Good. Good. Well, you know what? I'm, gl- I'm glad that you did because I think a lot of people might have probably. Drop might have probably just dropped out and said, you know, I, I don't, I don't want anything to do. With but this you know, Tom, do. on on the flip side of that, I'm sure the people out there saying, what what is she doing? She just lost her husband and she's out there campaigning. Right. Well, I haven't gone campaigning or anything. I right. just, you know, very low key. But this is what he wanted me to do. Right. And and he was such you know, a, he was such a strong supporter. Right. I mean, he was he was the one pushing you. I remember. The last time that you ran, I said, Joyce, what are you running for? I mean, right. you've been doing this for a long time, and you seem really stressed out. You were really stressed at the last time, at the end of your last term uh, two years ago. I said, what are you doing this for? And as I'm saying it, your husband said, she's running. She's <laughs> running, and she's going to win because she cares about this community, young Duggan. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, don't, he, he got upset just, with me. He got <laughs> upset with me because I was telling you, maybe you should just relax and, a little bit. And I mean, um, I... Really enjoy helping the people. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everything I I do is right, mm-hmm. but I try. Yep. And if somebody has a problem out there, they have a right to get answers mm-hmm. for. They need to be represented. Mm-hmm. You know, really. Um, it's their community like it is mine. Right. And you just don't take in, you know, things for granted. Right. But he was such a supporter. And no matter if somebody called... We had a neighbor that the snow plows went by and, and knocked over her mailbox and that. And the poor thing was waiting over a week for her mailbox. Well, my husband went over and fixed it. Oh, that's so nice. My husband and my son, they went over there. And then the town did finally come. I mean, they got. I know they have a lot of things to right. repair. So, I mean, but he was always right there to, to help, mm. always. So. And so have you. I know that I talked to a lot of, I've been making a lot of calls for you. 
and, and telling people, listen, you got to give Joyce a bullet vote, right? <laughs> and I've explained what a bullet vote is. It's, it says you can vote for th- up to three, but if you just vote for one person, it's like giving that person three votes. So I've been calling people, and one guy says to me, you know, I called her about 10 years ago. I was having problems, and I think he said he, he, he had a kid in the high school that was having some issues, couldn't get anywhere with the superintendent, couldn't get anywhere with the, the mayor at the time, and he called you. He said, and within 24 hours... My kid's problem was solved. Really? I had another person who said to me that they're having problems with one of their neighbors and that the, every time they called the cops, the cops would come and take the neighbor's side, but they, they had proof that the neighbors were giving, harassing them, giving them a problem. And then they said they called Joyce Campagnon. And they said, the next day, the police came and knocked on my door, asked to see the proof that they didn't want to look at before. And they said, okay, fine, we, we, we agree. Your neighbor's the one that's, that's giving us the problem. That never would have happened without Joyce. So even though people, and I explained at the beginning that city councilors do budgets and policy, there's also another component to being a city council, and that's constituent services. The exactly. people who live in your district or the people right. who you represent, that call you because they have a certain problem. They've tried to go through the process of a department head or some other person with the city. They're not getting any satisfaction they call Joyce Campagnon or they call their city councilors and hope that it gets done that way. Right. And can I also say, Tom, that whether you're a councilor in the West, the Central, or whatever, I was uh, East District, I was at large, but no matter where the call came from, whether I was representing that area or not, I just feel I represent the whole town. So if you're calling me from the West and I'm a, a East District Councilor, I'm not going to hang up on you. Right. I'm going to take the complaint uh, and, and follow it through. It doesn't matter. You have a constituent. And that, that's what makes you unique because one of the things that I hated when Lawrence changed from an all-at-large city council to districts plus at large is what I witnessed was, at least at the, in the first 15 years of the Lawrence's Charter from 85 to like 90 or uh, 95 or 2000, and, and it might still be going on, but I just don't live in Lawrence anymore. You'd call your district council and say, I, I really want you to do this or I really want that, but your district council is against it. So then you pick up your phone, you call your at-large council, and the at-large council says, oh, wait a minute, I don't want to step on anyone's yeah. toes. You got to go through your district council. And I used to say to Roger Toomey, God rest his soul, um, he passed away uh, last year. I used to say to Roger Toomey, well, you're the at-large counselor. I went to my district council, and he's against this. I need someone that can advocate for it. You're an at-large counselor. And he said, oh, no, no, you got to go to your di-. And I said, well, then why are you there? Yeah. Like, no. why, are, why are you there? And I'm not bad-mouthing Roger because that's just a representative of, of many times that I've talked to many other counselors. I'm just using one example. Um, but in Methuen, it doesn't really seem to work that way. In Methuen, it seems like the at-large counselors will take something in someone else's district if it's if it's and, not being handled to the constituent so, satisfaction. That's you know? the way it should be. Yeah. And you know what, Tom? I feel no matter what uh, section of the city you're in, if you have a complaint and you see me and you tell me, that's fine. Right. I, I'm not city councilor. I'm representing you. Mm-hmm. Just because you live on the west side doesn't mean, and I live in the central, doesn't mean I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way with me. Right. So what are your priorities? Let's say that you win on election day and you get sworn in in January. What is the first thing that you want to tackle? What's what's your priority hitting the ground? Hitting the ground is representing the people the way they, they need to be represented, okay? And to be upfront with them and to make sure that they're, they're getting um, their, their money's worth. Mm-hmm. Because we all work hard for our money, we're all on a fixed income, 
and we need to budget appropriately. Really. So there's going to be a ballot question in Methuen. I believe the ballot question is about uh, whether or not the people of Methuen want to have uh, marijuana growing facilities. And I I don't think it touches the retail um, we're going to talk about that in, in our next show. Um, or actually, it's going to be last week's show because by the time you see this, uh, we're taping early. Um, so there's going to be a question in the ballot. Now, marijuana, it's a vet, it's a, it's, marijuana is kind of like the abortion issue on the local level. Everyone has passionate feelings for it on both sides. People who don't want marijuana in their community for any reason are very passionate about it and they don't want to hear any excuses. And the people that want it in their community are very passionate about it and they don't want to hear any excuses either. So what do you think about this idea of having marijuana growing facilities in the city of Methuen? I don't want it. You don't want it? No. Tell us why. Absolutely not. Why? I think, by the way, smart, I think that's a smart move, but, why, but I, no, I'm, I'm curious as to why. because I just feel, well, if we're going to have that, let's start growing all the other, uh, uh, you know. Uh, drugs. Drugs, okay? We can open up a field. Set poppy and set, fields over on yeah, East Street. And let's start growing it off. Right. We need to have control, okay? Mm-hmm. We need to have control over it, and we need to have people with the experience controlling it mm-hmm. not not a free for all right you know right excuse me so so the marijuana question on the ballot i think and i haven't seen it because I, I went online i tried to find it on the city website and i couldn't uh maybe it's there i just couldn't find it um i, I so i don't have the exact wording but i think it's for a growing facility so you you wouldn't want a growing facility obviously then you wouldn't want retail no no because let's face it tom there's people out there that's going to make money on this, mm-hmm. okay? And they're going to make big money, money, big money out of our, our community, right. okay? We, we need our community to be stabilized, mm-hmm. and we need it to be safe for our constituents, right. okay? That we don't need. Go, go, go down south, go somewhere else, but not in our community. Then go to Haverhill. Okay? Yeah, let them go to Haver, let them go anywhere. But we don't, if we're going to do that, then let's just open up all the drugs. Right. Okay, and have a free-for-all. What do, what do you say to, to the argument on the other side? I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. That this is something that um, they're going to be growing it in Methuen, but not selling it in Methuen, and it's going to bring a lot of tax money in that you can spend. Okay, and how are they not going to uh, sell it in Methuen? People can go over there and... Well, if they have a growing facility, it would just be a gro- it would just be a growth facility that they they would they would package up, put on trucks, and then send to um, you know places that that do really? sell it in other communities. Really, you're not buying that at no. all. Okay, no. all right, okay. fair enough. No, we don't need it in that. Community. And thank you for the cookies, by the way. These cookies are delicious. <laughs> we do not need it in that community. You know what? We have people that are really sick, and and. Maybe needed for their sickness. Mm-hmm. Let the let the professionals, the doctors, uh, oversee it. Not have a free for all. Okay. Well, then let's. You know, we can give out prednisone. We can give out Valium. We can give out everything. Mm-hmm. Then, okay. Mm-hmm. Why do you go to the pharmacy then? Right. So, you know, you have a control over that. Mm-hmm. So, what is the sense? But the the one- sense is because somebody's going to make. Millions of dollars on it. So let's say Methuen votes for this anyway. And you vote against it on the council, but it passes. And now you're going to have a growing facility in in Methuen. What do you do then? Are there things that you can do on the city council um, to pass ordinances to um, try and alleviate some of the concerns that you had 
when b- yeah. before the vote, Don't before forget, you were against this it. This question got shot down before. Right. And it was brought back. It never should have been brought back. It was voted down, leave it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, I, 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 I can't speak for her, but I'm pretty sure Linda Susie is watching this and she's going to be voting for you based on your answers. <laughs> was, she gets she, up at every meeting. She is so against this. Right. And I don't blame her. That yeah. woman has worked so hard mm-hmm. to bring her district mm-hmm. in, you know, in line yep. that, uh, how many people would do that? She's a real community hero. That's right. She is. She and so is. are you, by the way. Oh, not compared to Linda Susie. She does an amazing me. job with the Methuen community, yeah, uh, Methuen does. Arlington neighborhood. Right. Uh, after school programs for right. kids. She does She does a lot. And she doesn't look for the pat on the back. Right. Never. And she doesn't care Never. if she pisses off either. No. And neither do you. And that's no. why you guys are a lot alike. You guys should no. be working together. I don't. I just believe, I, and I'm a firm believer, and I mean this. We do not need the growing facilities in our community. I'm right, sorry. Right. We don't. Because we have enough of uh, problems, mm-hmm. you know. Why are we going to add to it? Right. Our police right now, uh, some days are overwhelmed. Right. Okay? And you mean to tell me this isn't going to bring out some more incidents that we don't, don't need? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just the host. No, I know. But you know what? The people that are going to make the money, are are they going to take the money and run or are they going to put it back into our community? Well, maybe that's something that if it passes against your will, that maybe that's that's an ordinance that you can spearhead and say that if if we're going to have it anyway against what I wanted, then then maybe a certain percentage has to come back to the community. Exactly. Now, now we talked about last week. Not that I want the money, but if we we get it. If you have to have it, then. If it's going to get. Shove down our throats, then let them pay up front. Um, I would touch that on that. But our next show that we're taping, which we're going to be doing live, <laughs> is with the woman who runs the pot shop in STEM in Haverhill. And she's coming in to, to complain that the city of Haverhill is making them, is making them pay money for operating in Haverhill. Oh, so, really? So it's going to be very interesting. No, I, I just I think that the city ha- – and, and again, because I haven't talked to her yet. Yeah. Um, she's going to be coming on in an hour. Uh, although for you people, it'll be last week. Uh, I, I think Haverhill is imposing some additional fees and stuff on them that they're not real happy about. So they're going to be coming in and talking about that. So you, you, you are going to be, what is the one issue besides this? What is the one issue you want to tackle come January? I know that the last time you ran, you and DJ had a big blowout where he accused you of being responsible for the misspending in the schools. And then all of the all of the candidates on every debate that I did, I did on every race last last time around, um, they all said, pounding their fist, they're going to get to the bottom of that $4 million. And here we are two years later, nobody's done that. Well, I believe, uh, now, what I was told is that $2 million of that, or close to it, went to the police department. Well... But not the money that we borrowed, right? We borrowed we borrowed four million dollars to go to the schools, school depi- right, right? Right, yeah. So and that that did go in there. But we but don't we need to know where the rest of that missing money went? We were told by the superintendent back then that it went to special ed, but it did not. A lot of it didn't go to special uh, no, ed. No busing and that uh, for special ed. Right. That was true. but they still overspent. But, they overspent. Right. They had they had a budget. They went over their budget, which is against the law. Yeah. They went four million, which is a lot of money. And everybody thinks that it's the school, de- that it's the police department that's the reason why the city's in debt. It's not the police department. Police department had a, had a balanced budget. The school department was the one that was over four million. But the police department did get some of that money. Some of the borrowed money. Yes. Right. But the missing money was all in the schools. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so, are there any other issues you want to tackle when you get in? Is there like anything, um, anything? 
big to you that you want to sit down and work to, on right away? To whether be it's... honest to the constituents. Let them know what's going so on. So just constituent services. That's yeah, where your strength is. Yeah, I mean, is. they need to know uh, budget time. Mm -hmm. Like I said it at our um, the other debate we had. Tom, uh, when Mayor DiZoglio was in as the mayor, and it was budget time, and I, for some reason I just thought this was a great idea. And I know a lot of people out there did also. Every counselor picked a representative to sit at budget time and go over the budget. And it was the constituents could see it firsthand exactly what was happening and, mm -hmm. and what the procedures were. And I, I just thought it was a great idea that you, we had people from each um, district. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, I picked... Uh, one and every councilor picked one, and they sat in on the meetings and that, and they gave their opinion and their input. And I just thought it made the the um, the people more interactive with with the budget and mm -hmm. understanding a little more, right. and letting them know that they do have a say. Right. You know, and I I just think that means a lot. They pay their money, their taxes, their water bills. I mean, they should have a little. Say somewhere, sure, you know, sure. <coughs> but we need to listen to them. I think one of the things that Methuen does well that other communities don't do is because of the budget debacle of a few years ago, they are now, and I credit all the current councilors with this, including you who was on the council two years ago, they're now going line by line through the budget. Right. And as painful as that process is, and it is painful, especially when you get Jessica there who's got to talk for an hour on each semicolon, right? It's a, On page 97, there's a semicolon, and it's supposed to be a colon. And can you give me the history of semicolons? <laughs> like, so it becomes very painful. But through that process, through the public being able to see the sausage being made, they do understand, I think, a little bit more about the details of where their money is going. Tom, let me say this. Don't forget... I believe it was 2017, that they did not, they didn't want to go line by right, line. Right. They just wanted to adopt a budget and close the and books. I remember you asking, I, hey, why can't we get some, some background on this? And yeah. you just shot down. Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's standard procedure. You go line item by line item. Right. You don't just, I mean, do you do your budget at home and you just go, oh, okay, here's $50. Yeah, utilities, but you yeah. don't know whether what goes right. to electric, exactly. what goes to. Exactly. So why, if the city council has to do that, and, and, and I give them all credit, all, the, all, all and, nine of and them. And don't forget, the constituents, they vote us in there to represent them. Right. They have a right to know what's going on. Right. So if the city council does that now, and, 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 and good for them. Yes. But the school department doesn't. The school committee doesn't. Well, they, they present should. a budget to the school to the, to the city council. And I sat on a school committee in Lawrence. Yeah. And so I used to make people crazy at budget time. I'd say, how much money did we spend on paper clips? And they say, well, well that's, a, that's such a small pot. No, no, no. See, what, what I'm asking you is, I want to see the detail. I want to know how much you spent on paper right. clips, how much on pencils, how much on copy machine um, um, fixing, right. how much on mops for the janitors. I want to see a detailed. And if I can't, if, I, if a constituent asks me, how much did you spend on paper clips? And I can't answer it, then I'm not voting for this budget. And so in Methuen, it seems like the city council got their act together for whatever we think about them yeah. individually. Yeah. Right? They got their act together and they're doing a good job on that. But the school committee's still not doing it. Right? They're giving us 
they're giving us numbers that are like, you know, the special ed department has this right, much money, right. but they're not telling us how much in, in that department, in where what's being right. spent in that department. And I'm hoping if you get on that you're going to be one of those people that says to the school committee, hey, look, I know you don't want to do more work, but I'm not voting for this budget unless we see details. I want to see how many, yeah. how many paper clips did the Methuen schools purchase. Right. And if they can answer that question and there's a detail for that question, then at least the public knows. Right. No, right. I agree with you. Yeah. I do. Anyway, very good. I, yeah, I that do. was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> the people have a right to know. It's, right. you know, it's their dollar. Right. Ab- absolutely. Really. So listen, the election is. We got four minutes left. The election is on Tuesday. Um, we we uh, would appreciate if you would consider Joyce Campagnone. She's Number been one on the ballot. She's been very good to the Valley <laughs> Patriot. <clears throat> she is one of us. Her husband just passed away. Stephen was a veteran and was very good to our veterans. We want to thank Rich Russell, who uh, works for the Valley Patriots, who's here with us, a Vietnam veteran. Uh, I love our veterans, and I always try. Also a veteran on this ballot uh, on Tuesday in Methuen is Mike Downs. He's running right. for West District yes. Council, yes. and he's running against two incumbents, so it's going right. to be interesting to see if, if he can pull that off. Incumbents almost always wins. It's very rare when an incumbent loses in an election. Right. I was shocked when you lost two years ago because you were an incumbent and you'd been right. on for so long. Um, but it was such a bellwether vote two years ago. It was such an odd yeah. – you can't – two years ago's election when, when Perry won for mayor was so different than all the other elections because you had so many more people voting – that it, yeah. it changed all the it changed at least for that election changed all the rules oh, yeah. all of what right, we expect right. to happen and Joyce ends up uh, not winning and um, right because they uh, put me that I voted for the uh, police uh, contract, contract right and I wasn't there right so yeah. but yeah people that was that was another DJ on. trick DJ yeah. was telling people on during that debate that you were that you were and uh, I wasn't I wasn't there yeah. So how could I have been on both? Right. So you got blamed on the schools, which you had nothing to do with. You got blamed on the police, which you had nothing to do That's with. Okay. And that was at a time when so many people were voting yes. that I think the average person who doesn't pay attention and doesn't maybe watch this show or read the papers uh, heard through the grapevine that you right. were in on that deal and they just voted no. And you know, thank God we can uh, we can correct that here. Do you have any last words? we got two minutes left. Just, um, you know, put your uh, interest in me and... <laughs> And believe in me, and I will represent you to the best of my ability. And I'm a taxpayer like uh, most of you people are, and I want what's best for our community and what's best for us. So um, there's no hidden agendas. You can call me anytime. You have a complaint. You have a suggestion. My phone is open uh, to all of you. No matter uh, whether it's the West, Central, East, uh, I will represent you all to the best of my ability. And please don't forget to vote November 2nd. I'm number one on the ballot, and I will do you proud. Thank you. All right, Joyce, uh, we can roll this up. I want to thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate, AFC Urgent Care, Marsan and Son Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli, where I'm going to get super hot sausages. <laughs> Don Smirig, yeah, the, the mayor dimes me out after last week's show. Oh, yeah. As I'm walking to my car, Don Smiriglio texted me and says, the mayor says you're not happy with my sausage. Uh-oh. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Appreciate that. So they he made the extra best. hot for you? So he said, I'm going to make it extra special for you. Just text me when you're on your way. Awesome. So I'm going to be going to grab my extra special hot sausages from Borelli. Oh, wow. Thanks to the Paying Attention podcast, for sure. Yeah. Uh, also, Brian DePina, candidate for mayor. Please, if you're going to vote in Lawrence, vote for Brian DePina. 
He does not believe in white privilege. He doesn't believe in critical race theory. He's not on board with all this anti-white racism bullshit. Um, he wants your vote. Also in Lawrence, Mark LaPlante is on the ballot. Uh, Stephanie Infante is on the ballot. Rich Russell is running for city council at large. He's actually got a shot. Good luck, Rich. Um, Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, but I want to thank Dave Id Consoli. Appreciate him. Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Clear Path for Veterans, New England. Tomo and Happy Crab. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. <laughs> so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.